Hello and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael and this is Faye Playtest episode number one, Paper Rock Wizard. So a couple things about this episode. We had not decided to play Faye. It just sort of happened last week when our regular game got canceled. There were only a couple of us that were able to go ahead and get together. So we decided to do that and figure out something to do. And that something became another fate or excuse me, another Faye or Faye accelerated game. I had gotten a chance to um, read over a 4E module that I'd gotten recently off of DriveThruRPG and decided to go ahead and use that just to sort of have a framework to hold the story together, which was kind of missing from our previous Fate Accelerated tests. And I think it made it uh, made a difference in how the game felt. So the module is called Kyber's Harvest, and it's an introductory 4E module in the Eberron setting. Because it's a 4E module, it's a lot more combat-focused than my games tend to be, but it still allowed us to have that framework, and I think that made a big difference in how the game went. Because I didn't have proper time to prepare as I normally would have, there are quite a few things that I know I got wrong about Fate Accelerated. We weren't doing invokes properly. I don't know that we were charging Fate Points consistently the way we were supposed to. At one point, there was a while where we weren't doing combat correctly because I didn't know how to do defense. We had to look it up in the book. But as we went along, I think it got a little bit better and a little bit smoother. And uh, again, at the end of the day, we had fun. And that's one of the mottos here at D&D Academy is if you're having fun, you're doing it right. So I guess we did it right. Um, So listen for yourself and see what you think. So here again is the Faye Playtest, episode number one, Paper Rock Wizard. My character's name is Rocky. He's a sentient pile of rocks. His trouble is he gives bad first impressions because he's really ugly, but he's surprisingly noble at heart. Because I'm a sentient pile of rocks, I get plus two to defend against melee attacks. Uh, Because I'm ugly, I get plus two to forceful socialization, also as intimidate. Intimidate. And because of years of training as a soldier, I get to counterattack uh, the first attack against me at plus two as forceful combat. Awesome. Nico? Does it have his mic on? All right. So, my character's name is Pancho. He's a half man, half crow. That's a captive and likes shiny things. His uh, trouble is he's never satisfied. One of my aspects is I have an ugly friend, which is Rocky. And I uh, can walk on a straight line, which is meant more like a, I always have to do something flashy or parkour-like when I'm walking or running or whatever. Um, Stand-wise, because I can't walk in a straight line, I get a plus two to climbing and uh, overcoming obstacles if I have a running start. Because I'm a half crow, I can glide twice the height of a place I jump off. So if I jump off a 10-foot place, I can glide for 20 feet on a kind of like diagonal. And because I'm sneaky and I like shiny things, I get a plus two for breaking and entering. Excellent. And we are playing with a uh, hacked version of uh, Faye uh, or Fate Accelerated. And this is what uh, my friend Razor Storm is calling his A&A approach or A&A method, which is where we have approaches and we have abilities. 
and we'll use a combination of those for all of our actions and the abilities are combat, socialize, reason, athletics, mechanics, and will. And then we're going to play a version of a module called Kyber's Harvest. It's a D&D 4th edition module that I'm going to try to hack on the fly, so we'll see how this goes. So our adventure starts as our two heroes are making their way towards the village of Blackroot in the Savage Shadow Marches. You are on your way to Blackroot because a friend of yours, Doria, sent you a letter. And the letter was very oddly written and somewhat cryptic. And it took you a little while to reason out that it wasn't a coded message, but it was sort of like double meaning. And you get the feeling that she was in trouble and she didn't wasn't able to specify why or by who, but you knew that she wouldn't have sent you this letter otherwise. So you've made your way to Blackroot to try to find out what's going Did on with you your friend. Did both of us know her? Yes. So you can figure out how and why. Your journey through the shadow marches has left your cloaks and armor covered in mud, your clothes soaked with sweat. Hungry insects buzz about you and, as, and the air is warm and wet. Your destination... God, I can't talk. Your destination is Blackroot, a village tied to the Dorm and Veladar clans. These are orcs. The sun is beginning to set when the settlement finally comes into view. Like most villages in the marches, this small community offers few amenities and no dragon-marked house services. There is no central authority in the Shadow Marches, and the village Reeve is responsible for administering justice in the local region. Blackroot draws its name from the darkwood trees that thrive in this region, their tangled roots rising up from the soil to all sides. The ground here is relatively solid for the marches, and the village sits atop a rocky rise. Its huts sit directly upon the ground instead of being raised on stilts above marshland, as is common elsewhere in the region. Orcs, humans, and half-orcs work together in the nearby orchards or pass along the main street. None of them seem particularly pleased to see you. Within moments, you are approached by a lean and muscular orc. His skin is weathered, streaks of gray seen in his long black hair. He bears no weapons and wears loose peasant clothing, but he carries himself with confidence. Greetings, he says. I am Torash Dorm, the Reeve of Blackroot. I do not know what brings you here, but we've no inn, no tavern, and no time for strangers. I suggest you move on. I'm looking at my ugly friends. I'm my, my ugly friend, one. You know, a lot of friends. So Torash is directing his, his conversation to Pancho. He seems to not really pay any attention to Rocky. What was his name again? His name is Torash. Torash. I'd, sorry, there's a lot of information there. We're going through this place to find Doria. You went through the swamps to reach this village where uh -huh. Doria is at. This is where Doria oh, this is, is where at. Where Doria is supposed to be at. Yes. Okay. This is Blackroot. Yes, so you have arrived at Blackroot. Okay. Can we say that Doria used to be a fence of mine? She sells stuff because here there's no law, so therefore it's easy to sell stolen goods. Sure. Is that cool? Fence. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And you would probably know that she came to this region. Uh, she's not only she's a fence; she's also sort of like a scavenger. And uh, sh the shadow marches are wild and unkempt, and there's full of temples and abandoned sites, and even Kyber shards that fall from the heavens. So likely so she was here. This place is awesome. Yeah. So so likely she was looking for treasure that she would then turn around and sell herself. All right. I'll say. Uh, 
Taurus, my good sir. We're looking for a friend of ours. Her name is Dora, or Doria. Doria. Doria, I believe she left recently, actually. Left to explore or left permanently? No, she left permanently. Do you know where she used to uh, reside? Maybe she has left us a note. Uh, sure, you're welcome to uh, check out her, her hut, but I must ask that you move on quickly. We are getting close to our time of harvest, and uh, you will just be in the way. We will try to stay outside of people's way and not disturb anything, I can assure you. Um, he will direct you to just sort of on the outskirts of the, it's a small village anyways, but sort of on the outskirts of it, there is a house. He gives you directions so that you can get there pretty easily. All right. Let's go. That's where we're headed. Okay. So you guys make your way through the, uh, village of Blackroot and you do notice that it's almost completely orcs. There's very few hum humans. There's very few half orcs. They all appear to be very busy. And they, um, they're just not welcoming to strangers. Like, no one smiles and waves. No one asks, you know, fair traveler, how'd you get to our village? If, if you make eye contact, they pretty much look Skull. away. They, they might give you a thumb up, you know, first. Or, you know, thumb, yeah. Yeah, thumb, thumb, your, uh, thumb their nose at you, I mean. What? But no one really seems to want to interact with you. Rocky would probably get a few more stares when they realize that you're a walking pile of rocks. Uh, but they don't actually, no one wants to interact with you. However, Poncho, you do notice that as you're getting closer to the edge of town, there's like a small sort of park. Not really a park, more like um, I guess Village park. Square. Village Square. It's not in the center, but it's off the side, probably like maybe a marketplace they set up on occasion. And there are still some uh, stalls that have been left up from last time. And on one of them, there's a bunch of like, Glittery knickknacks, nothing really too valuable, but the shininess catches your eye. <laughs> For and you, sure. And you find yourself tempted to want to relieve this some poor merchant of his wares. So would you like to go steal something that doesn't belong to you? <laughs> it's not stealing. It's I'll relieving. have to appraise it. I think, Rocky, I think I saw something really cool that will make a wonderful present for any lucky woman that would like to... Uh, Take something sexual innuendo inserted <laughs> here. <laughs> I couldn't come up with something. <laughs> I'm sure uh, you can get uh, you can charm a lady by having one of these items. Come with me. I start walking towards the. I can the, charm a lady. I don't think my so. My friend, you can always charm a lady. I'll, I think I shall go to keep you out of trouble as you charm a lady. You know what they say. Once you go block, you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my true. God. It's so big. <laughs> by the way, as we're walking by, do I notice uh, what kind of uh, crop they're harvesting? Um, it's like um, fruit off trees. Okay, just fruit off trees. Yeah. All right. Should you compel me on my gaining one of these? Yes, right, you, cool. you, you can compel. So as you draw near the, the stalls, you see that there is one half-orc that's in the midst of packing stuff up. So he's he's not actively at that table, but he's clearly like janitorizing the, the park in the area. So when you come over, he kind of looks up at you. He, he actively ignores you because he doesn't want to talk to you. But as you get closer to the stalls, he's going to stare at you. By the way, 
you would know that I don't believe your story, <laughs> but I'm going to play along just to keep you out of trouble because it's my noble at heart. <laughs> All right. As I go up to the storekeeper, I'll say, uh, my friend over here would like to charm a lady with your wonderful bracelets. What would you propose? I'll We're grin. closed. I'll grin with like a pebbly, crooked teeth <laughs> smile. We're closed. Oh, why is that? It's time for the harvest. Do you do the harvest as well? We all do the harvest. What are you harvesting? Fruit from trees. Fruit from trees. <laughs> it's very descriptive in this module. Yeah. <laughs> it's a black root fruits. Exactly. They're a little bit bitter, but delicious. They're like peaches, but not. While he's explaining what he, they're harvesting, I want to tell you to okay. like five so, finger one of so them. So you're going to try the shiniest one. You're going to try to steal something. Yes. So it will be your. I am. Um, I will. Am uh, I supposed to use both approaches and abilities, yeah, or use just one? Use order? one of each. How do I roll to see if I notice him well, stealing? Um, both of you. Um, I would like to be. Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. I was going to say I would like to use my sneakiness and abilities don't work with this. Athletics. Well, it could be socialized, so you try to distract him with your words. Yes, yeah, so, so that's that's what it is. I want I want to with my socializing ability direct the conversation to Rocky, and then with my. Sneakiness. I would like to relieve him. Also, so I imagine this like have you ever watched those shows where they um, they'll show you how people cheat at casinos, and like they'll like oh look over here, and then they'll drop money down. Yeah, that's that's exactly so, what so I was like thinking. You're pointing over here and then using your other hand. To exactly, steal that's exactly table. what I was visualizing. Okay. So the shopkeeper is going to roll his sort of like spot, which would be his clever roll. Is that same for me? Yeah, so it would be clever and then probably would be reason because you know that he's doing this. So you're you looking add, for it. So you yeah. add the abilities together? With yes. The so okay. you get, you're going to get anywhere from zero to plus four, just like yeah. you would in the other version. I understand. I have three. I got four. Okay. The shopkeeper got a zero. So he is completely unaware of what you're doing. So I succeed with style. For him, but you... You succeeded with him at no cost, so you you got a three, right? Yes. You got a four. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So you don't see it either. You're okay. Also distracted by his pointy. <laughs> <laughs> you would I'm think not. I would know. Yeah. I would know. You still fall for it. So, I'm a natural. So the shopkeeper gets flustered. He's like, "I said we're closed," and he starts like rolling up the tablecloth and like Since, putting so I everything my, With style, can I say I, I took the sinus one and an actual bracelet that I think he could use? Sure. All right. Okay. So he's very huffy. He rolls everything up just like in a big ball and just sets it on the ground. He's like, I have, I have work to do. Have, have you seen Doria around? I thought she left. Do you know why and where she went? Because no one liked her. Why is that? Did she ask too many questions? Yes, <laughs> she did. He, he will actively ignore you from here on out. He's not going to interact with you anymore. I would like to follow him as he walks. He's, well, he's, he's just continuing to clean up oh. around the area. He's just, uh, he doesn't want you around anymore. Thank you, sir. Have a wonderful day. I feel this harvest is very important to these people. We should let them be and do our search on our own. I agree. 
So you continue to make your way on uh, using uh, Tor Dash's directions, and you find at that sort of edge of the village, there's four or five houses that are fairly close together, and they all appear to be abandoned, including the one that he indicated would be Darius. Is one of them? Does one of them have a uh, window that doesn't have any glass, so it's just a, a hole? Sure. I want to jump through it and do a little tumble. <laughs> okay. So that would be a uh, can't walk in a straight line. Yes. And uh, that would so that'd be what we call an overcome. It's a uh, mediocre. So you just gotta get above a zero. So I'm only gonna use my quickness or athletics. Athletics. So I'm quick in athletics. So I'll get you out of those two together, right? Or flashy. I would say more flashy than quick. Uh, it's the same point. The okay. same points. Um, I got a three. Okay. Um, so yeah. So you. Birdman just dives through an open porthole and you're inside of an abandoned house. And I say, Rocky, I found something awesome. And I come out to the window and I'm like, there's a bracelet just for you. <laughs> and I give him the bracelet that I stole. That's called stealing. That was somebody's house. No, there's no one in here. You're a noble spirit. <laughs> you feel like you really should return that now that you know for a fact he stole it. I, know he st I think he stole from the house. Uh. Which I would return it to the house gladly. <laughs> but because I don't know he sold from the vendor, okay. I would not return to the vendor. Well, I don't feel like that's worth a pay point. <laughs> you should still do it, but I, I don't think I it's mean, worth a I mean, I just, okay. I, I wouldn't have known he stole from the vendor. Yeah, that, that's where he was going anyways. I'm like, it's an abundant house. This is a sign that you can woo a lady with this bracelet. It's beautiful. It even matches your eyes. What color is it? Gray. Sparkly gray. <laughs> Sparkling gray. Like quartz. Is it, is it made of onyx? I am going to roll and see if I believe you. As a net zero. So I would say you're clever socializing, it's your clever socialized. Or yes. Yes. Or maybe reason. So I got clever one. reason versus clever socializing. I got one. I have a one as well. Well, clever reason. Yeah, I would say it's more reason because you're trying to figure out. Yeah, if he's I have it. a two. All right, so I'll be like, wait, wait, do you want to use a fate point to reroll that? No. Okay. I don't care. Your name is Poncho, right? <laughs> yes. Poncho, I believe we should not steal from that house. Regardless, these people may have just been out for a while, and they I think they shall return for something so shiny and valuable. We should really leave that where it is. <sighs> Fine, I'll go put it where I found it. Come down here, bird brain. I'll put it in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, that's where he found it. I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> nice. All right, so are you going to make I do a little tumble out the window. Okay. At least he didn't have to lie to me. That's true. <laughs> So uh, you now make your way uh, in not a straight line to the house that he indicated, and the door is unlocked. So can we enter the door of a person we both know? Oh, hold on. Good call. Can we now enter the door of a when person? When you knock, the door actually creaks open a little bit. It was uh, unlocked. We were, I mean, they said she isn't here, but she invited us with this letter already. So let's go inside and see if we can find her or see where get a clue of where she went. I would like to cautiously open the door, just okay. in case. All right. Because we so know something is weird. So you slowly open it. 
I want it to be awkward. I want to forcefully open it behind him <laughs> and we'll like stumble. Like, dude, I, you don't know what I was doing. <laughs> no, I'm like slowly pushing it. You just kick it. Like you stomp it. Boom. <laughs> well, it's a thing where like you put your ear against it and all of a sudden the door just open because he kicks it beside your head. I don't hear anything. <laughs> so the, however it happens, the door gets open. And, uh, dim, I want it to be awkward. And dim light is cast into the room. And it appears to be uh, a house. Does it appear that anybody's currently there? You don't have any indication. You don't see or hear anybody in there. But, I mean, do I see, like, belongings, maybe knickknacks that indicate yeah. somebody? They're actually, um, when you start looking around, there are some things that are left behind that you would imagine if, if someone was leaving, they probably would have taken with them. I am going to look around for anything valuable, okay. not to steal, but to secure. And for if I was Doya, what would I hide things? Like I'm looking for like a message of some sort or some kind of a clue of where she went or why she left. Okay. So I'm going to say that that is a uh, clever reason. Unfortunately, I have zero. I will use my fate points since I got I have zero and I got negative four. Negative four. Okay, you got it's negative not one. meant to be. Negative one. This is not as bad as negative four. So you see some things that are obvious. I mean there are uh, little knickknacks, pendants, maybe, you know, a, a a sliver of a dragon shard. Uh, Ooh, dragon shard. Some um nothing of like a lot of value, but things that you, you can't imagine she would have left. And not taking the time to pack these up. Who would leave this behind? This is the coolest dragon shard ever. Look how it reflects on the light. It's very shiny. So you said Doria's letter said had kind of a double meaning. Right. It wasn't like a code, like where you break to decipher the code, but it was yeah. just like she was mentioning things that like like things that had never happened. Yeah. You know, it's like, remember that time we were at that party with the Duke of Earl, even though you've never been to that party. Uh -huh. So you know that she was trying to tell you something's Something. wrong, but she also felt like she couldn't openly say I'm in trouble or I'm in danger or can you come here or whatever. It just okay. Feeling that her life is probably in danger in some way. I would like to forcefully explore her apartment. By turning turning things over, <laughs> maybe just like getting really rough because I I feel that her life being in danger is better than her having unbroken objects in her house. All right, I'll say that's a forceful reason. Okay. <laughs> He's intimidating the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to start forcefully searching. He grabs a chair and breaks it. House. He grabs a chair and breaks things. Like this is going to be you next. With couch. a two, four, five. Five. So you notice um, that when you are starting to forcefully move some of the furniture around, it looks like it's already been broken, and maybe someone sort of try to put it back together to make it look like it wasn't. Okay. You also notice there's some faint drops of blood on the dirt floor, and you also find what appears to be a um, volcanic glass or obsidian dagger blade that's been broken off. So there's like an inch long edge of that. It's the stabbing end or the handle? The stabbing end. Okay. And then the last thing you find is a leather cord that looks like it's been snapped rather than untied because there's like a whole knot and then it's broken. 
and there's a pendant on there uh, uh, which looks like a mummified eye. So at first you think it's like a marble, but then it looks like an eyeball that's strung through this thing as some sort of pendant. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll call Poncho over. This is what I found when searching. I don't quite know what to make of it, but it looks like there was a struggle here. I'd like to get a bird's eye view on this, if you could help out. You're hitting rock bottom. (laughs) 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 I I, I want to look at the blood first. The blood, okay. So the blood... um, I do a DNA analysis. Male or female? It's it's pretty old uh, because it's just a dirt floor. It, It mixed in. So there's really not a lot it can tell you other than someone at some point. Is, does it look like heavy blood loss or a little bit of blood loss? A little bit of blood. So someone was probably just cut. I look at the blade part. Does that look bloody as well? No. That was like stabbed into like a furniture leg or something when it got snapped off. I say, did, from what we know, did Doria have a blade such as this? You've never seen her use one, but that doesn't yeah. mean anything. Well, but she doesn't have like a famous obsidian dagger that she always carries yeah. or anything like that. I mean, an obsidian. So dagger. the question is: Was she in trouble and made it look like she wasn't, or was she in trouble and somebody else made it look like she wasn't and she was taken away or something? I want to look at the letter that we have again to see if like something stands out. I look for like. Things like ebony or black or something that might relate to this blade. I kind of like, now that I'm in the room, I'm trying to look at something that I can relate to. Like uh, like she was making a metaphor or, or allusion for something that is in the house. Right. Um, you don't get anything that relates directly to the to the um, weapon. but some Did she of the talk f- about like a painting in her house? Some of the phrasing talks about um, the... I'm, because I'm trying to make this up as I go. Basically, no, you, that, know, you know exactly what you have to say. Now that you know that the orcs are very rude to you, yeah. some of the phrasing makes sense that she probably felt like she was an outsider, like she wasn't wanted here. Mm-hmm. And some of that makes a little bit more sense. But nothing specific about a dagger. She doesn't mention it, does she mention anything about like a bookshelf in her house or something that's in the house that might relate to her hiding something there. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. does it does, does it say like, oh no. remember that painting that we got in the okay. Yeah, there's nothing you see that you you think relates to anything like that, no. So now s- um, obsidian itself is somewhat rare. I mean it's well, not like super common in weapons. Well I mean it's basically volcanic glass. It's yeah. very brittle but very sharp. So if if there's volcanic activity then it's more prominent than other places. You don't know of any volcanoes around here, so it'd have to be something that was carried in or shipped in. I mean, it'd be something I knew of, but it wouldn't be some like, almost like 50% of the population carries obsidian yeah, like weapons. Yeah, that, Semi-distinctive no. mark. Yes. Yeah, so I think if we find whoever owns the rest of this dagger, then they could put us on a good lead. We're going to say, hey, do you happen to stop anyone and break one of your daggers? I will when I pull my hammer out. Is that a joke? <laughs> I'll let you decide. <laughs> there has to be something in this stupid house. I turned it over as much as possible. I mean, there's this 
the cord, the leather cord that leather was broken. Leather cord, the dagger, and the blood. And the blood, yeah. Maybe there was something more on this cord, like an amulet that's missing now. Do you remember her always wearing Does it look an like a necklace, leather amulet? Or does no, it look you've like never seen her wear anything of it again. It looks like a mummified eye. Oh, that's right. There's a mummified yeah. eye on it. I, that's kind of creepy. G- give me a clever reason check. Two. All right. Negative one. So the two, you actually sort of hit you that um, that the mummified eye relates to some of what are called the cults of the dragon below. And these are worshipers that, that uh, worship the power of Kyber, which is like the underdark version of Eberron. And there's a particular god whose name I cannot find right now. I think it's like Balal. Uh, who is known as the... Uh, Balor. It's not Balor, but it's, it's similar to that. It's like Balal. That, um, like, their symbol is a giant eye. What is that called? Called of what? The uh, Dragon Below. I swear, one of these games, I'm going to get a group of orcs to worship me as their god and harvest their dark root harvest and give it to me every year. <laughs> the dark root apples. The dark it's, root apples. It's <laughs> Bella Shira. The uh, the living eye. So we think that they might have something to do with it because it's not very common to see a mummified looking eye on anything. Correct. And they use do they usually hang out in caves? Yes. Um, Which would explain the Ebon Blade maybe. Yeah, uh, under the un- the Kyber is essentially the Eberron version of the Underdark. It's below ground caves, caverns. But it also speaks of a connection to like a, another place that you can only access from these deep deep caverns and caves. So it's definitely underground. Now it's even more confusing. <laughs> so, Rocky, your noble spirit will not let you rest until you find Doria, or at least yeah. know what happened to her. No, I agree. We, uh, we should start looking, even if I have to uh, forcefully... Socialize <laughs> with some of these people in town. <laughs> Does I want to reread the letter? Does it give us any? Do I get anything out of it aside from something that doesn't seem right? Is it like we can't get what she's talking about? And, uh, you you really get the sense that she probably felt like the letter would have been read, so she had to just make it nonsensical. So someone out reading who didn't know her would just assume that you guys did the things she mentioned. But you know the things that she said never right, happened. So how did we receive this letter? Um, by courier. So a lot of times in villages like this, like every like once a month, travelers will come through, and then for a small payment, they will take like basically mail out to the closest city, where it will then be sent out. I have an idea. What's your idea? If she thought that somebody might read the letter, it means either the carrier, well, the carrier had to receive the letter from her to send it out, or he might know something. So maybe we need to talk to our friend, or not-so-friendly Taurus, and see when the carrier's coming through next. Next, If it's soonest, that might be helpful for us. It's the only lead we have. That will start looking for underground caves, but... That well, really, that's not really helpful. I mean, I believe she's in trouble with this blood and the struggle. 
I don't think we have time to wait a week or two until. Oh, uh, I know, comes but it, we, that's the only lead we have right now. I mean, I could create some leads. Go ahead and give me another um, clever reason. A two. Okay. So uh, as you guys are talking about what you're going to do, and you point out like we have the blood, you notice that you actually see a little bit more, and it's starting to make a trail. Like if you try to make a trail, yeah. If you kind of because you you were looking at it here in a different perspective, you can see that there's actually like another dot over there, and then another dot over there. So you feel like you probably could follow it. Uh, Poncho, I think we got ourselves a lead now. What do you mean? Check out this blood a little closer. I think it makes a line or a dotted line to where we need to go, or at least to the I'll look what clue. he's pointing to. Okay. It? it does appear that there's actually a blood trail now that you've kind of noticed it. It's it's not like a straight line, but there's yeah. a drop here, a drop there. So you think you could probably follow it at least for a while, and maybe give you in the direction that whoever was bleeding was going. I'm already following it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll trust his eyesight because he has eagle eyes. Yes. So. <laughs> So you follow it through this small, more like a hut than anything, and you go out like a back door, and you see that the back door is actually damaged. Where the front door was unlocked, this one looks like it has been kicked in. That wasn't me. Yeah. Well, the front door is damaged now, too, I guess. (laughs) Uh, It's been kicked in, and uh, there's actually a little bit more of a splatter of blood here, as if whatever wound was was pressed up against the wall for a second, uh, probably while the door was uh, being opened again. So there's like a smear of blood like someone catching their breath or something possibly yeah um and it it does continue outside of there however as soon as you walk outside there's this sort of ashy skinned orc who is right outside the door it's like again like an almost like a horror movie like you open the door he's standing there his gray skin his teeth have actually fallen out so he has no tusk his hair is wispy and you know old old He, he he looks a lot like the guy in the rocky horror picture show like he's just got like four or five strands of hair in different directions. Uh, and his eyes are very white and like they're cataract. And as soon as you open the door, he says, it's the harvest, sowing the new crop this night with three moons in the sky and darkness below. If you know what's good for you, you'll be out of here before it comes for you too. And then he sort of like, like kind of shakes his head and he, he looks around like confused like he doesn't know where he is. He's looking at us, looking at him confused. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I turned to Pancho. Why is this always happening in D&D games? <laughs> what? What? Who are you guys? What are you doing here? Who are you? I'm Ash. E. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my name, Ash. Uh, what are you doing here? I'm thinking about buying this place. This house or this village? This house. You should get full disclosure. I think there's been a murder here. <laughs> termites? I think there's termites. I think there's termites. It has them. a nice view of the marsh. Is he pointing to like behind him basically? Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice view to the marshlands. Do you know Doria? Yeah. Didn't care for her much. Why? She's always poking her nose where it didn't belong. Like where? Like just in people's business, asking questions. Oh, I poke my nose right in his face. <laughs> <laughs> where is she? Gone. Good riddance. How are you going to buy this place if she's gone? From the reef. 
I'm like staring him down. Because I'm not. Do we? Do you feel like he was saying something he wasn't aware of what he was saying, or is that how you role played him? Yeah, you're you're getting the feeling that he, uh, like he, if you asked him what he said, he probably wouldn't even remember saying it. Are you going to join the harvest? Yeah. Does everybody join the harvest? Yeah, pretty much. So what are you harvesting? Sleep <laughs> from the trees. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with the harvest when you're done? Eat it. Well, we can it, we eat it, we sell a lot of it for supplies to Outlanders. But you don't like Outlanders. No, but we like their money. Good point. I have money. Speaking of which, could you get out of my soon-to-be house? If you tell me where the person who used to live here is. I don't know where she's at. Apparently, the blood stain the carpet says differently, and you're my first suspect. So would you like to forcefully socialize? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Can I... I wanted to see if he has any weapons in him, and that's what I'm looking for. Okay. I rolled a three with forcefully socialize. Okay. That succeeds with style. So you have essentially cowed this old orc. <laughs> he is afraid, and you s there's the smell of urine uh, as he pees down his leg. Well, you get like a negative four? A negative two. Okay. Uh, um, so um, he... Basically, all the bravado that he was he had moments ago is completely gone. But he cries out, I, I don't know where she went. She said she was leaving, or I was told she was leaving. By who? By who? The Reeve. He said that he was trying to get her to leave because no one liked her, and she was asking stupid questions and getting in her way, so he was going to tell her she had to move. Like, what kind of stupid questions? Asking stuff about the caves nearby, and, and um, if we, like, like, there used to be legends of cults that, that lived in this village, but that's all just horse manure. Is the Reeve a position or a name? It's, it's a, a position. position. Okay. It's Taurus, the guy that we first met. Yeah, it's like governor of a small village. Like, he runs things. Where are these caves? They're all around. Like, I mean, the, the swamplands are full of them, but there's quite a few that she was interested in, but they're off limits. We're not, no one's supposed to go in there because the people get lost and stuff. Where are those? I have a... Good sense of direction. <laughs> he he kind of points that way, which you can <laughs> tell is the, the way the same way the blood was going, mm -hmm. and then it sort of cuts back around. He goes, "Just follow that trail. There's it's not too far down below there." But, but trust me, people. Every time somebody goes in there, they don't come back out. It's dangerous. It's closed for a reason. I turn to Poncho. Do you want to follow to the cave, or do you want to talk to this Mayor Reeve person? I'm looking at us. Do you know who we are? You're outlanders. Good. Let's keep it that way. And I'll walk away from him. I'll follow you, I guess. I, th I feel as if I got as much information as I can from this old man. Okay. Considering I smelled urine. Yes, you did smell urine. Okay. So the clues that you have gathered led eventually to a weathered path. The foliage around you is dense and tough with blood vines winding around in between the dark wood trees. But the path you're on is cle cleared and well-worn. As you approach a sloping hill, you see a clearing opening up around the mouth of a cave. 
Two villagers stand watch by the mouth of the cave, heavy-set orc woodcutters with axes at their shoulder. So they appear to be talking to each other. So basically, the path sort of winds around to the right and, and dips down below this, the hill that the village is set on. So you get to imagine that this, this cave actually goes into the earth directly underneath the, the village. And the path is pretty well cleared. There's, there's trees and you know vines, that kind of stuff, but the path itself is pretty clear. And as you come around the bend, as it circles back around, it's very clear. It looks a lot like, uh, you can imagine like a mine. There's like a wooden sort of door frame. I don't know what the correct mining term for that is with like a five or six foot tall, pretty rectangular hole dug straight into the earth. And right at the mouth of that, there's two heavy set muscular orcs with big like, they look like wood axes, but easily battle axes possibly hefted over their shoulder and they're just kind of talking back and forth. Do they look like they're guarding it or do they look like they're just having to stop? Is this the water cooler or is this the... Treasure room, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, does, does it look if you like had to guess, of... you would say they're guarding it. You said it's four or five feet tall. Yeah, it's like a mine. So it's like, well, it's about five to six foot tall, just like a mine would be, like an old cartoony yeah. mine, you know. I ju I'm just trying to wonder if my character is going to have trouble walking through it, because I, I imagine him almost. Well, it's not like you're going to scrape your knees. <laughs> no, about six feet tall though. I mean, he might have yeah, to be hunching over. You would have to hunch over. Yeah, to go through it. Um, I'm going to like raise my arm to like alert Rocky that there's people ahead. What time is it? Um, it's not, I'm looking if it's dark or day. I think it's daytime. I don't know if it was actually set. So we're going to assume that you guys got here, you know, like 11 o'clock. You spent an hour. So it's like noon. There's noon 30. Guard. There's, there's guards. There's guards from the front of this cave. Fellow soldiers. Maybe they uh, speak my language. Okay, if you say so. Well, this is the path that's lead us here. We have to get through one way or another. Okay. Um, I'll let you do the talking. I'll go this way. I would like circle around so when he like he, they're going to meet him like a little bit. I'm sure they're going to meet him by walking a little bit forward once they see him. Okay. So I want to like sneak around so maybe I can go in the caves while they're like abandon their post a little bit because it'll be moving up. Okay. Or, you know what I mean? I'm looking for a diversion to okay. get in the cave. I'm walking. Because you have an ugly friend. Yes. I'm walking up with, like, my chest out, like, no fear. Like, I I don't care if they notice me because I'm not trying to sneak by. So it's very obvious I'm making a beeline approach to come talk to these two orc soldiers. Okay. So as you get kind of fully out into the clearing, they're talking, and one looks over and sees you, and he does that thing where he, like, taps the other guy on the chest with the back of his hands and thumbs over and they both turn and they got their axes up on their shoulders and they're just you know like badass bikers equivalent they're just walking towards you and they they kind of get about 10 feet away from the mouth of the cave they put up their hands like hey there stranger this area's off limits can't let you pass it's dangerous as a king's clever reason okay. to talk to them to tell them that I I understand what they're doing as soldiers guarding their post, but I have reason to believe that somebody's life is in danger, and I need passage through here. Okay, I would say that's probably more of a socialize than a reason. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would would that be cl cl well clever? Careful. Yeah, it's all the same. E either one. Yeah. 
and zero. Okay. So they kind of look at you and they sort of laugh a little bit like, buddy, if somebody went in that cave, they're probably already dead. Sorry about your friend, but you can't go in there. It's off limits. I won't need you to turn around and go on. This is when I become forceful and socialize and say, that's not going to happen. I need passage through here to go help my friend. Okay. Oh, my goodness. You can use a fate point and re-roll everything. Yeah, I want to re-roll. It came up as a negative three on my roll. Okay. So that's just horrible. Plus whatever. Yeah, a one. Okay. So he kind of, he doesn't step back. He just sort of leans back. The, the guy's talking to him. He goes, oh, well, in that case, and he's going to swing his hammer or his axe at you. <laughs> so we are entering combat. So you were somewhat close by just sneaking, right? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was planning on this game in the cave, but then I started debating if I should just grab a rock and hit them one of them over the head. Perhaps if combat starts, that's what's going to happen. But they're going to be caught unawares. But wait, in the system, is there any healing? Like, after this battle? Yes, you, after each battle. If you just have stress, it all goes away. Okay. If you have a mild consequence, you can do a recovery roll and it will go away. The other two, you basically, like, a, a moderate drops to a mild for the next scene and then it goes away. A severe drops yeah. to a moderate and for the next scene and then it drops down. So, like, if you get your guts ripped out, you have that scene where you're in the hospital the next scene, you're you're walking on with the cane. Yeah. And you have bandages. Okay. The next scene, you still wince when you try to lift something heavy, and then it goes away. So again, think think TV show. Mm-hmm. How like uh, was that show Heroes? Literally, like every episode, someone was in the hospital with a bandage on their head, <laughs> yeah. and in the next episode, they were fine. That's kind of how it works. So the way combat works in here, there are no maps, there are no minis, but you have what are called zones, and in this, it, it's pretty much an open area. But the zones we're going to have are the clearing. You have the swamp, so I'm drawing just a quick map. So if you're looking at the cave, off to the left would be the swamp. So if you go into that, you're actually into water and mud and dirt. You have the mountain with the cave, and off to the right is woodlands, and that's where you are currently sneaking, and then behind you is the trail. So we have four zones. We have the clearing, the trail, the swamp, the forest, and the mine. So I actually have five zones. Any zone that's next to each other, you can move to for free. So if you're in the clearing, you can move into the cave, or you can move into the swamp, or you can move into the woods, or you can move onto the trail. If it's two zones away, it takes you around to get there. So if to go from the woods, you have to go into the clearing first, and then from the clearing, you could go into the swamp. Does that well, make sense? I'm next to the enemy, so yes. that's all I need. That's probably be. all that matters. <laughs> so they're going to. So basically, the way it works um, is it's just a, a comparison of quick. Whoever has the highest quick. Goes first. Oh, quick is your defense. Oh, it's your initiative. Oh, it's your initiative. initiative. Okay. Yeah. Well, you don't roll it. It's just what the number is. Well, it came out as a number. Zero. But what is your score? Zero. Zero. Okay. So they actually have a one. So it's going to be orc, orc, rocky. My quickness is one as well. Well, you have to wait till the next turn because you're kind of sneaking and watching because it's all happening. And then you realize what's happening. So then you can join the battle. So both of the orcs are going to get to swing at you first. Okay. If, if this is a melee. Yes, they are meleeing you with their axes. Okay. So they are going to quickly, because they're trying to do like a sneak attack, this mm-hmm. first attack is going to be a quick combat. So the first guy gets a two. So you roll your defense. So I got a fair result. I have a plus two defend against melee. 
But you still have to roll because you can get four negatives. Yeah, what, what am I rolling? So you roll a defend roll. So basically it's just um, straight die. And then straight you die. And then whatever your okay. uh, defense would be. A uh, one with my defense against melee. Okay. So they got a two. So they hit you for one for one stress. Do I have to do the stress now or can I wait till the second no, guy? No, you have to do it now. Second guy is going to attack. He gets a one on his. I get a two. Okay, so the second attack does nothing. So you have one stress. It's now your turn. As a counterattack to the first guy's yep. attack, uh, because of years of training as a soldier, I get to counterattack the first attack at plus two as forceful combat. Okay. So he just made me mad, and I'm going to counterattack him. Oh, that's bad. At a plus two. Wait, hold on. Uh, you should be at a plus six for yeah, that total roll. Hold on. Uh, it will be a plus four. Okay. Sorry. And what is what weapon are you using? I, I imagine I just have a hammer. Okay. So he dies. <laughs> so tell me how what that looks like. That looks like me swinging at his head, and he just has a body. Then, if I take it, if I kill him in one hit, yeah, it just you hear a crack. His head turns, and he just falls lump. I like to think that he's got those two orc tusks. And you hit him dead center with your hammer, and then his head goes back, but his tusks are still floating there for like a second, and then they fall to the either side. That's super cartoony. <laughs> That's cartoony. <laughs> I went from supernatural to wily coyote. Okay, so now we're going to add in you. So what is your now, quick? Oh, uh, real One. quick before we go into that, is a counterattack my actual yes. attack? It counts as your attack. Okay, I didn't know if I got an attack as well. Listen, so you actually will go first. So as you're sneaking around, you're kind of keeping an eye on things. You just see all of a sudden the orcs attack Rocky. He gets hit once. He counterattacks and just takes one of the guy completely out. So you are kind of off to the side in the woods. So you're one zone away. I want to either use a fallen branch or a big rock. Like and basically grab it and hit, hit the guy over the head with it. Okay. So you're From behind. So I want to like sneakily... Hit him over the head. Okay. So then it will be a sneaky combat. Four. Four. So this is one thing I don't really know. When you defend, is it literally just a straight roll, or do you use one of your approaches to defend? Because I wonder, like, we should use, like, combat to defend. Because that makes sense to me, since we're using those. Kind of like a so go, go quick the, combat? We go to the combat section. Uh, or the defense section. There's, there has to be a defense section. You know how there's, like, attack and defend. Go there and see what. It just says when you defend, you're actively trying to stop someone from doing any of the other three actions. I don't. I just think it makes sense that you would defend with combat. So I'm going to say that they get their combat roll, which is going to be a zero because I rolled a negative two. So what was your your attack? Four. Four. Okay. So that is a success. So you would do two stress. Two stress. Okay. Uh, it is now the orc's turn, and he saw. What Rocky did, so he thinks he's the biggest threat, so he's going to attack you. Against my combat? Yeah, he's going to forcefully combat you with a six. That'll hit. I rolled a, with combat to defend. Oh, plus, again, it's a melee attack. Mm -hmm. So I rolled a two for, or I have a two for combat, and then plus two for that, so I have a four. Okay, so that is what, uh, so I got a six, so I beat you by two. So you beat my two. 
So you would say two stress. two stress. One, two, three. I think that's how that works. I'll have to look that up because I don't know if it's two stress because it's two over or if it's just one stress because it's two over because it's not style. Either um, way, we'll take up the two block. Yeah, I'll figure that out. Okay, it is now your turn. It might, it might depend on what how you, he's being attacked to. You see what I'm saying? Like, it might be like, if you get stopped or hit with a hammer, it does a different type of damage than if you get hit by the stick. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. what You can attack him with a bazooka and it will still be only two points. It doesn't make sense to me. You see what I'm saying? I guess it depends Yeah, yeah it's, it's per per shift. So, yeah, so that would be, so two shifts above is two stress. So, okay. All right, is now your turn? Okay. So, I will forcefully combat him back Okay. for a five. Five. I got a zero. Okay. How do, what does that look like? Because <laughs> he's dead. Five is him. Wh what weapons do they have? They have axes. You have a hammer. They have an axe. He swings into me, and it, it might stick a little because it did, it did a little stress, so it's stuck into my rock skin. As I swing back with my hammer, it unlodges his axe and just kind of flails him and he goes he goes tumbling okay so he goes <laughs> there's a loud cracking sound he lumps over so that both of those guys have fallen now on the ground sort of on top of each other in like an x on top like an x pile does that make sense yes um and then that's when the orc that was down in the mine shoots at you with his magic beam Oh, there's an orc in the mine. Of yes. course there is. Of course there is. He's actually going to shoot at you. So as you're sitting there looking at the bodies, you kind of look up and see this guy step out of the mine. So he's now in light. And he's, he's this one's got like robes on and there's like bones and stuff attached to his robes. So he looks very sort of necromantic. And he holds up a pendant and there's an eye in the center of it. He holds it at you and a beam of energy flashes out of that eye and tries to hit you. Should Can I hold up quickly tumble away him. from it? Uh, well, you can defend. So this is where I don't I don't know if we're supposed to do it that way or not. I don't know if it's just a straight roll or if you're supposed to use your. It makes sense to me that you would, but I don't know. Like a. Well, for him, I can imagine See, I like a quick athletics. Yet. Where for me, like, cause he'd be dodging, whereas me, I'd be absorbing it. Yes. No penalty. It says Zir defends with will, which he has at a fair plus two. Amanda rolls with scorch and gets a plus one. So, yeah, so you basically Suppose. pick what you're defending with. I would like to quickly tumble away from his beam. Okay. And I get a four. Okay. So I got a two with my eye beam, so it misses. And we are back in initiative, so we will just start there. So Pancho will go first, Rocky, and then the orc. What's his initiative, by the way? Um, basically, it's lower, but he got, it's like a sneak attack, so he got to go first because okay. you guys weren't aware. So now it'll just go in order. Uh, how far away is he from me? Is he one zone away? Uh, yes, he is in the mine, or at the mine, so you are one zone away. But I don't want to engage. I will like to, um, as the there's the interested mine, I want to like step to the side so he can't see me until he comes out. Okay, so you're just going to basically move up out of line of sight. Yes, I okay. take my dagger out. Okay, Rocky, you see Birdman hide, sort of. I don't know, say so I want to charge at this guy. Okay. The magic eye beams. I'll okay. be in forceful combat. Yes. <laughs> I'm, wanting, I'm just going to straight charge at okay. him. Okay. For forceful combat. Uh, he will defend. 
sneakily. Cool. So that negative one, three. Okay. I got a negative one. So that would be four. Um, so that would be three stress and two stress. It's now his turn. He's going to try to I-beam you. I take it this isn't a melee attack. No. Actually, first thing he's going to do is he's going to try to... Uh, well, no, he's going to die. So he could try to create an, um, create an advantage. But if you get an advantage, it might be enough that he won't be able to attack. So it's not... Yeah. Um, so he's going to create an advantage by using the shadows of the cave to try to basically... Hide. Hide so that you can't see him. So if I understand that this is just a straight roll. Well, no, he would be uh, sneaky him. athletics. Uh, he stands there. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> was it like a negative four? <laughs> negative one. Oh, okay. All right. I want to uh, create an advantage okay. by taking a rock and throw Well, maybe you won't like this. I want to take a rock and throw it behind him so he almost thinks there's somebody behind him. Okay. I'm saying because of the situation, I don't know that's going to work because Rocky takes up so much of the the cave entrance that there's really no way to to do that that he wouldn't see that you're doing it. It's not like you can throw it over his head and then it land. Because I'm slightly hunched over in this. Cave yeah, you basically are taking up almost the whole. You can still try to create an advantage. I just don't think that way is going to work. Are you saying that? Okay, I, I because I'm going to use one of my stunts because I can't walk in a straight line. I want to. Run and kind of like run on the side of the cave so I can go behind him. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So that would be. So like run in and I go, I go around him by running around the cave wall. Okay. So this guy's not going to actively resist you. So I'm going to say this is a fair difficulty. So you need a plus two or better. So that would be, I'm assuming, quick and athletics, right? Sure. So three minus one is or two. Or flashy, actually, I would think. It's still one. Okay. okay. So three minus one is two plus two for my stat. Okay. Four. So you uh, succeed, not with style, but you succeed. So he does like a ninja turtle walk up the wall thingy and manages to get behind, which actually I'm going to say does create an advantage. I don't know if it's well, because he's now, you have him now having flanked. Okay. So it is now his turn and he's going to continue to try to hit you with his eye beam. Stupid I-beam. Goddamn Superman. All right. That is a three. Oh, wait. Was this against? I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Minus one. Five. It's a five. What am I rolling? With? You need to defend, um, but this can't be um, combat because it's an I-beam. So Willpower. it's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, <laughs> Willpower will be just taking it. Yeah. That would say quick athletics. Quick athletics because you're trying I to use. dodge out of the way. Okay. So zero, zero. Yeah. And I, and I and I got a five, right? Well, you have to win. Uh, why? But it depends on how bad I win. Hey, you can spend. I got. I got two. Hey, look. So you got you five. So you got three. So hold on, hold on. You can spend a fate chip and make it a four, so he's not succeeding with style. Yeah. But if he gets three, that perfectly fulfills my last stress. Oh, okay. Box. So for you, it's not worth it. No. So you fill up one, two, and three now yes. in your stress box. All my stresses are completely okay. filled. So if anything else happens to you, you automatically take a consequence. Now here's the thing: you always have the option to jump to consequence, so you could leave that stress box open and take a f moderate consequence right now. I don't think so. Probably not. Okay. I would rather take the stress. All right, Rocky, it's your turn. I will 
forcefully headbutt him. Okay. Since he's so close, I'm just mad. Rock against flesh, I'm thinking is a good idea. Okay. So I four. You kill it. <laughs> good. Okay. So I just him his face just splits. Yes. Basically, he almost you turn his head into his into his chest. Okay. He made me mad with that last one. That <laughs> did a lot of damage, and so like close range, I'm rock. He's not face butt. Yep. Rock paper rock wizard. <laughs> 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 okay. So uh, at the moment, you appear to be out of combat. You don't hear or see anything else coming up the passageways behind you. So mechanically, does that mean my stress goes away? You have to take a, a brief rest, I think is how it works. Uh, rec- Actually, I think you may have to recover. Let me double check that. Um, I think you need to take five minutes or something. To well, as Poncho would see, I'm probably resting against the wall. I don't visibly seem hurt because I'm rocking. I'm awesome. But... I mean, other than I'm kind of huffing. I did see you getting hit a bunch of times with, like, oxes and ice. Yeah, so you probably see me against and the wall. And this is why I have an ugly friend. No, this is like he's the one that gets yeah. hit. <laughs> I'll take the scars because, I mean, I'm rock. Hey, Rocky. What's up? I mean. Are you okay? I don't know. They just, that last guy, he didn't, he didn't have normal weapons. I mean, I can, I can take a bat or an axe to the face, but lasers, that's. It takes it out of me. I want to like <laughs> I want to search the wizard. Okay, yeah. Once you've had a chance to rest, so basically you just once the combat's over, you take like a it's not a five minute rest, but it's just a break from a, from a fight. Okay. And you get all of your stress comes back, so you basically are fully healed. So, okay, so I'd probably be resting against the wall for a couple minutes. Oh, well, I'm searching yeah. through the wizard. Okay, so you search through the wizard, and you find that he has a, it's a medallion. It's essentially like a circle of gold, and there's an eyeball. A circle of gold? Yes, and it's got... Uh, <laughs> Shiny! <laughs> like, I'm, as you guys know, a terrible artist. But I like how you always say that, but your eyes actually pretty okay. <laughs> wait, wait, who made the staff cutout thingy you got? Um, that is a photocopy from a book, and then I added the little details and then colored it. So you colored it in like a child. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a sort of a gold circle with all these like little arcane symbols around the edges, and on the inside there's a mummified eyeball that's connected with silver strings that go through it like a cross. So it's a it's an actual eyeball in the center of. When he was uh, using the eye beam, was he saying something or was he just pointing it? It looks more like he was just pointing it. But you're familiar enough with magic that you know that it probably you couldn't use it. You'd have to have innate magical ability to do that. Yes. This is based on what? Reason? <laughs> <laughs> now I can hunt your game. I, I yet to be defined <laughs> ability. Can I forcefully use magic? <laughs> <laughs> Work, damn you! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I guess we're in the right track. Does he have anything else on him? No, but as you're searching the body, you notice that on his back, there are there's like a it's a tattoo of an eyeball, and you kind of kind of catches your eye, so you move up his shirt to see it better, and you see that his whole back is covered. (laughs) So there's like a dozen eyeballs tattooed on his back. Well, I'm gonna keep the mummified eye because he has gold on it. Mm -hmm. Put it in my pocket, and I'll say. Do you think the guards were working with this wizard? Well, yeah. 
I, actually, <coughs> I have to assume so. They both attacked me, and I was just talking to them. You are kind of likely. But nonetheless, I mean, I didn't draw. They were the first to draw their swords. No, you're right. And that is unhonorable. You're right. Um, I want to go to um, the guards and see if they have tattoos with eyes on them or yes, any they, markings. They, but they only have two. And there's weird, ha, ha, ha. like a dozen. Okay. I want to uh, prop the guards to look like they're resting by the cave by the cave entrance. It, their heads are mush, so it looks like headless guards. Um, I would like to create huts. <laughs> <laughs> Use pumpkins and make uh, heads. Uh, Halloween special. <laughs> yeah. It, it, All right. I'll make them face away. From the path, so it looks like they're looking in the cave, bending over, looking at something <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> okay, you successfully do that. <laughs> and I award you no points, and may God have mercy on yourself. I assume he's doing all this while I'm taking a breather yes, to recover yeah. my stress. Okay, I think I covered our tracks. Good. I have faith in you. <laughs> Give us feedback and comments at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com, and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>